People of the world, hello and welcome to Marketing as a Foreign Language. This, the 255th episode. If you're watching us live on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash rising, you know that I love you. Behind me is my kid's art table. You're going to want to watch it live on YouTube uh, to see the art table. If you're listening to us after the fact, iTunes and Spotify, we'd love you too. Did you know our guest today um, did a lot of work in PR, in Hollywood, radio, newspaper. She graduated at the top of her class. She is super brilliant. You're going to want to stick around for that. But before we get into the interview, a few breaking articles. Google's plan to get rid of cookies isn't going well, according to Vox. Com. Google is delaying its long-promised move to block third-party cookies from its Chrome browser by another year, citing the need to move at a responsible pace and, quote, avoid jeopardizing the business models of many web publishers which support freely available content. So this is one of those things where Google is making a lot of money. Cookies are a huge part of remarketing and Google Ads, which is the primary driver of revenue for Google by a huge margin, uh, definitely wants to be able to put cookies on browsers. And so you've got this push and pull of privacy versus ad revenue. That will never end as long as there are people on the planet. And so we've got that. Google, according to um, Vox.com as well, is starting to warn users when it doesn't have a reliable answer. Very interesting. Google is testing a new feature to notify people when they search for a topic that may have unreliable results. The move is a notable step by the world's most popular search engine to give people more context about breaking information that's popular online. So we're talking about, oh, there was a UFO sighting and Google's going to say, yeah, you know, we're going to tell you about it, but we don't necessarily trust that this is true, which is just one step closer to complete um, artificial intelligence um, enlightenment. CNN.com, Amazon, and Google are being investigated for failing to remove fake product reviews. Fake product reviews are a huge problem if you're a legitimate provider and you are looking at your competitors and they are absolutely killing it, but it's just garbage. Um, it can be very frustrating. It can make you want to write fake reviews because you think, well, how am I going to possibly get those top ranks positions in Amazon and Google with all of this garbage out there? Uh, the problem, of course, is that it can come back to bite you in the butt. Um, so regulators are investigating whether Amazon and Google have broken consumer protection law but not doing enough to protect shoppers from fake product reviews. So this is obviously on the customer side, uh, but it's annoying as a business owner as well to have to compete against these charlatans. The probe is the latest in a string of investigations piling up against tech giants around the world. As I've mentioned in previous episodes, the future of politics is going to be heavily revolving around their policies against social media giants. Did you know that we're gonna have a fantastic conversation with today's guest? Three years ago, she made a big jump. She has been an entrepreneur for many years. Uh, she's been doing marketing and PR and all that sort of stuff for many years. Um, we had a good conversation backstage about quality content and uh, what it takes to produce it. Our guest on the show today is going to blow your mind. Welcome, Melanie. Harshorn, let's go. Woo! Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, writing content can put you to sleep if it's garbage, and there's so much garbage content out there. So, what do we do about the dumpster fire and hot mess uh, content of the world, Melanie? That is a great question, Kellen. So, I think that the first thing we have to do is figure out what our message really needs to be. Who are we talking to? 
and how can we clarify our message so that we're not writing nonsense or hiring somebody overseas to write quasi-English and pass that off as a blog post. It's all about clarity and really knowing who you are marketing to. Yeah, so let's let's dive into a specific example. So can Caroline Welsh writes in chat, alert, alert, zombie pages loading. We were just talking about zombie pages. Um, so obviously this, there's an SEO argument here because you want the blog to rank. So you're kind of an SEO in a way you can't be a content person. Um, Nicole writes too much cheerleading for me on, on a Friday. Sorry, Nicole, my bad. Um, so let's talk about a specific client. Give me an example of a client and the kind of content you're producing for them. Okay. So at this point I am doing content marketing strategy. So I am not writing, but I am helping people determine what it is they really need to be saying. And I love to work in a way that with strategy that we have a plan because so often I talk to people and um, they say, oh, I post on Instagram, you know, right. I whatever I feel like posting on that particular day. Oh, how often are you doing it? I don't know. Sometimes once a week, sometimes five times a week. Oh, well, what are you posting? I don't know. My, my dinner, you know, picture of my dinner. And I'm like, oh, well, you're a life coach. How does that really help? No. So Everyone's a life coach. <laughs> Why is everyone a life coach, Melanie, or a realtor? Oh, well, you can be a realtor. You just have to take an exam for that. Mm. And because when everybody went online in COVID, they were like, well, what can I do? I can coach. Yeah, I've, I I've met many a coach. Um, so you I sit down. Yeah. So, so I sit down. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I was mid thought here. So I sit down and I come up with, I come up with the, four content pillars. It's like, well, what do you talk about normally? What should you be talking about? And for me, I'll tell you my four content pillars. It's email marketing, social media marketing, content marketing in general, and mindset around marketing. So pretty much everything that I'm ever going to talk to you about, I mean, aside from your adorable children and all that, is about those four things. And when you have those broad strokes, it's so much easier to come up with the more nuanced and, and niche down stuff. But if you're just posting random crap, you're not going to have any continuity and consistency, which is the unsexiest yet most important part of marketing. Yeah, it's very true. I started doing TikToks and uh, I'm a cringe factory. So if you'd like to cringe in your life, I'll just, I, I've got an ample supply of cringe for you. I don't have enough of that. So good to know. Yeah. Just, yeah. Let me know. Just, uh, you know, send me a, a smoke signal and I'll, I'll send some cringe over. But, um, so I, I was doing, I was, I have 500 views on my first TikTok, and I learned later that algorithmically they do that. So TikTok will give you about 500 views no matter what you post that first time because they want you to feel good about the platform and they're looking for more content creators. And then my next one was 600 and I'm like, oh, let's go. So like, you know, not garbage, 700 on the next one. And then I had to pick up a, an acoustic guitar <laughs> and it dropped to like 67. I was like, oh no, what have I done? And then the next one was like 100. And then my one yesterday went back up to 500. So I'm like, okay, here we go. But uh yeah, I'll sit there and just be like, I don't want to do a TikTok. You know, I don't want to be consistent. I, I don't. Like, I, I would rather do something else. I, I'm just not feeling it. Um, so how much of your job is just cheerleader? Like, 
A keep, lot. You got to keep going. Let's go. A lot. I would say 30% is cheerleader. But the rest is really helping people. Because, because I'm a former journalist, I love to ask questions. As you know, because when we were talking backstage, you're like, wait a second. Why am I talking about myself? We're here to talk about you for a minute. And so I love to draw out of people what they don't realize that they already know. And when they tell me, I like to boil it down and make it super simple and easy to understand. So often we'll sit there and I'll say, okay, so what's your why? Which is like a super broad. I know, Simon Sinek, yeah. Question, right? But yeah. what's your why? That's an easy way to ask a question. And then a lot of people will say, well, I came up with this thing and I want everybody to know about it. Cool. I'm like, no, it's not. That's not your why. Then I go deeper. I ask questions. I find out something happened in childhood. And that caused a chain reaction of events to yep. lead them to where they are right now. And I say, that's your driving force. Let's turn that into part of your marketing. And they're always like, wow. Right. Oh. <laughs> you know, you and you and me have uh, we're on the same page. Um, the the premise of the show, and I'm so funny I didn't mention to you backstage, but um, the reason why we have return guests is I will take them back to childhood. I'll ask about their childhood um, and I'll start to develop that chronology of their life. Because number one, most people love talking about their childhood and what they went through and their struggle, like their story. No one ever sits down and is like, tell me your story. And then if anyone ever does do that, it's always like, okay, hurry up. Like, okay, look, just give me the, the cliff notes. You know, no one really sits there and goes, Okay, so when you were six, how'd that make you feel? And what was that like? A therapist will do that, but they'll charge you $95 an hour. Um, and 300. Yeah, bro. Oh, <laughs> Lord. And so, yeah, I mean, you and I have a very similar take. I'm doing it on a show live, um, and you're doing it, you know, as part of, um, I guess you could just call it consulting. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's so important. It's it's like you were saying earlier about establishing a relationship with the yep. people that you work with, because people just want to be heard, right? And they also want to tell their message. And that's why I love working with entrepreneurs because they always have an important message. There's always a message, and there's always a driving force that's different than somebody who just went out and got a nine to five job. And they don't care. They leave it at work and they go whatever, do they do whatever they want after hours. But an entrepreneur is a special breed of people. They have a mission, they have goals. And I love to champion that because it is not easy. It is not easy to, to be an entrepreneur. Like mm -hmm. you have to constantly be going uphill. Oh, like, dude. Oh, you got it. Just that's, I was talking to, um, a PR, a friend of mine in PR, and she's like, you know, I really just want to keep my company at this size. I was like, okay. I was like, do your employees want raises? And she's like, that is a really concise way of putting it. Like, you, you, you better grow, or you're going to say goodbye to your team. You know, like, no, nobody wants to be at a company. Like, employees are not interested in being in a company. They're like, we're going to just stay small and lean and mean. And da, da, da. it's like, no, 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 no. They want it. They want people underneath them. They want to grow. They want to, they want the resume to look better. So yeah, sorry, entrepreneur, unless you want to just be one you know, solo, that's fine. But right. if you want to grow a company. Exactly. So you're solo, you have a bunch of 1099s or people in other countries doing yeah. work for you. And yeah, you can definitely scale that way, but yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, that's the one thing that, that is, that's probably the hardest part of my job is knowing that I, there are families with children that deserve better. Right. And it's, and it's my job to provide that opportunity to them um, through, and here's my hope and my prayer is that being authentic, I hate that word, but it's true. And being honest and willing to say things that other people are unwilling to do and to dive in and to laugh and to cry and to bleed is the path that is going to be the best effective marketing in 2021. That's, that's the theory. hundred percent. If you are real, you are who, you, you know, that's the only way you can really come across and, and get people to actually get to know you. Yeah. I, I'm so, tra- I am transparent. I'm also translucent because huh. I, my, my face cream is so white that I look like I match the walls behind me. But anyway, <laughs> if, if you well, want to see how translucent our guess is, why don't you join us, <laughs> youtube.com forward slash center rise. <laughs> see right through me. Uh, but that's the thing. That's how, that is like my MO, right? Honesty, integrity, and transparency. And this is who I am. I'm going to tell it like it is. And I go live almost every single day Mm. on Facebook and LinkedIn now that I've got chosen to go on LinkedIn Live. And I just go like this. Like, I didn't get my hair done. I'm wearing some pretty ridiculous makeup. But I'm here to tell you things that are going to help you. And that's why I do what I do. Yeah. So you can say you hate the word authenticity, but there isn't really a better, it's a better word to describe it. it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I just, yeah, I like, I feel like, like I've been paying my dues my whole life, you know? And, uh, and I feel like a lot of people feel that way, you know? And there's all the, you know, be grateful and this and that and sort of stuff. But it's like being in the world of marketing is, um, God, there's this great Bill Hicks um, skit where this is rough, but I'm going to say it. Uh, this is this is uh, what he said. He said, oh, uh, anyone in advertising? And some people, like, you know, he's like, kill yourself. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa. Bill Don Hicks, Draper would not agree. He did not mince words. Uh, he just, because back in the day, that kind of advertising was, selling tobacco to 16 year olds using sex, you know, I mean, that's evil. This is evil, you know? Um, and so when I got into advertising, um, I was SEO only and I always made the mental rat. I always made the, um, like you're rationalizing it. Yeah. Yourself. Thank you. Yeah. Cause I'm like, look, people are searching for the thing and I'm just the first one there. So there's <laughs> nothing unethical about that. No. You know, but as things have progressed, now we're into Instagram and TikTok and this sort of thing. But I don't feel like it. I feel like it's so different. It's so different from what it used to be, like selling cigarettes or selling Coke or just these major, you know, I'm not. We're we're selling like this dude I know who owns a law firm. You know what I mean? That's different. Like local small business is not the same. That's not bad. That's a good thing. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. You're providing a service. Yeah. Yeah, well, and what are you going to do? Not advertise, right? And then how is that going to help anybody? Because if you're not making money, you're not contributing to your own community. Yeah, so I think it really has changed. Um, do you, when you're 
creating these content strategies for people? Do they ever just say, hey, just do it for me. Can you just write it? Don't make me do this. Well, I say, let me help you find a copywriter. <laughs> but I, I paid my dues too. And I was writing copy for people. And yeah. oh my God, Kellen. Okay. So it got to the point where I would get emails from clients at 10 o'clock the night before an email was going out and they'd say, Hey, can you change this? And you know, no, no I can't. Boundaries are, are not my best specialty. So I would say, okay. And then I'd be up till all hours fixing things. And I thought, wow. you know, this is not, I feel like more like I'm an administrative assistant than a, a copywriter slash content strategist. And I said, all right, you know what? I know there are wonderful copywriters who have boundaries <laughs> that can be hired and I can do the strategy, which is really the thinking part of the whole thing. <laughs> I love that. Look, I'm smart. Usually what you got to understand about me. I'm a, I'm a thinker. <laughs> <laughs> and no, seriously though, it's, that, that's the thing. Like a lot of people will not, it's the opposite of medicine. Whereas in this country, people, you pay more when a doctor stabs you versus when a doctor thinks about what's wrong with you. Mm. But in the world of business, you pay more to have somebody help you think better about things than you do to have somebody do things for you. I, you know what? I don't, you're you're going to have to teach me, wise one, because I just, we are trying to get into consulting and we are slowly doing so. Um, right. I'm so lucky to have someone. I, I'm so, my staff is so incredible. I've got a teacher of the year. Um, it's just unbelievable. Former teacher of the year, obviously. And then I have someone else who's a like a legitimate influencer. She has a TikTok with like a half million views on it. And so it's so easy to sell her um training because it's just like look what she's done you know so we're, we're slowly getting into that sort of thing but if someone sat us down and said do what melanie does i don't know where we where we, i guess we could do it just talk to me i don't get it like you zoom call with them and what do you do you just talk about what they should be doing well i come up with a plan for them to follow so oh, okay. it's not, we're not just having it's not therapy although yeah. it, it can go into therapy which is fine yeah but I give them, you know, like actual structure and, and we come up with talk, we come up with their content pillars and we come up with 60 things that they can talk about at any given moment and just okay. and repeat. And um, we can, we talk about, um, you know, a, a weekly marketing strategy and then we move to a quarterly marketing strategy. So after they've worked with me, they definitely have, tangible things that they can use. Right. You you remind me a little bit of Elizabeth Pampalone or Pampalone, if you want to go by the Italian. Um, she will sit down with clients and in a week create a year's worth of marketing, which is just crazy to me. So she'll do like, they'll do all the, they'll build a website, they'll do the email, like they'll literally create it, but in a room for like seven days, it's like an intensive sort of deal, you know? Yeah. Um, and that business model to me is interesting. I just like, oh, we're just, we're an agency. So we're different. We're like, we just do the work. It was like, you, you know, like you do it. Like, okay. Um, and, but I am trying to scale and I'm trying to, we're trying to open up a training arm and it sounds like, Sounds like that's what you do. Um, would, would you ever have any interest in, in being an agency and, and doing all that stuff? I, 
I was on the agency track. Yeah. I was, and I was not happy. Really? Not, yeah. <laughs> I was not happy. I was like, this does not feel right. And I, I made the switch uh, about four months ago. Oh, wow. To, to only consulting. And it was like this giant monkey flew off my back. And all of a sudden it was like, all right, you know, I can take the day off. Mm. Again, I think part of it is about boundaries. <laughs> well, we talked but, about that. <laughs> but, you know, I, I can take a day off. You know, I have the flexibility. And people don't question what I do anymore. Now that I'm not doing the writing, I'm not getting questioned. Well, what's the ROI on that email? Right. I'm like, well, it's a nurture email. So I don't know. Zero. What? Like, I don't know how to answer that question. I don't know. Zero. I got a lot of pushback on that. And I would say, if you don't nurture the leads, then nothing happens. You, you pay all this money for your Facebook ads and you have all these people coming in and coming in and they never hear from you again. Just, so, just tell them to spend money on radio next time they give you crap. Just be like, yeah, just do a TV ad then. Right, do a TV ad. Yeah, you should do yeah, some TV. Yeah. Your sure. local ABC station. What are your options again? Oh, you know what? You should really invest in a sign spinner. <laughs> <laughs> Forget investing. You could just have your kid do it for That's free. That's right. Child labor. I mean, so yeah, it's it's like... I keep, there was a long time where I kept thinking to myself, you know what, we're missing something. Like, like there is some social media platform or there's something out there that I'm unaware of. And, and if we just did that, or if we just did this strategy, or maybe it's our link building, or blah, 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 blah. and then I, it dawned on me, I'm like, no, it is just YouTube, Google, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Snapchat to a lesser extent, a little bit of TikTok, Google ads, Facebook ads, LinkedIn, that, that's it. Pinterest. Pinterest. Thank you. <laughs> um, but, but no, that's, but that's it. Like, that's it. Like, you know, if you're looking for, if they, you know, you're either going to do well on those platforms or you are not, it's that simple. Your, your blog is going to be good or it's not, you know, people are going to share your content or not. And your client is going to understand that you can't do everything or they're not. And part of the training is where, you know, like we've got clients with money. It's not a money issue, you know, like lawyers and stuff. Um, where we're finally like, you know what, we're going to sit down with you once every two weeks to hold you accountable so that you do your Instagram because you need to do it, man. I'm not going to do your Instagram. You need to do your Instagram, but we will teach you and we will guide you and we will hold your hand. Yeah. And that's a lot of times what people want is they want that support, that accountability, because they know they're not going to do it themselves. And that's why people like us exist in the world. Yeah, and it's shocking to me because I'm so fiercely independent that I couldn't imagine for a millisecond paying someone to do that for me. Like it, it would just it, for every grain, every fiber of my being is just like no. Like it gives you the, it makes you itchy to think about to even think about it. And yet there are all of these people. So that's that's a big learning for me is just I'm not most people, or I'm not at least that demographic of people. You're not going to be your ideal client right? That yeah. Your ideal client might be you five years ago or might not be you at all. You know, polar opposites attract. So. Right. Just wild how that goes. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see kind of how you evolve over time. Cause that's a relatively short period of time. Was it four months, 
three or four months. Yeah, but you know, this is what I feel like I've been getting to this whole time because I was doing the strategy but not calling it that. Right. So let's talk about how you get clients. Um, marketing agencies, consultants, It's we're just infamous for what works for our clients does not work for us. Um, and so it's ironic that we have to be the ones networking and going out and doing all this. So that's what I imagine you do is you just zoom call and meet people and talk to business owners and do all that stuff. Exactly. I got another one in six minutes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I am constantly having coffee chats so that I can, you know, meet people whose, whose ideal client is one step before coming to me. So book publishers, for example, they help people who, uh, you know, it's I'm a lawyer and I wrote the book on blah, 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 but the lawyer doesn't know how to do content. So mm. they say, oh, you need to meet Melanie because she can help you come up with a content strategy that will take you and help you get the word out about your book and how amazing you are. And now you're a thought leader. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, same thing um, with us. And I, I wanted it not to be true. Yeah. <laughs> Like I just, you're, you're giving me validation too, though. I'll tell you, Kellen, because like it's we don't get to have these conversations. Usually, we're trying to talk to people who don't do what we do. Yeah, so it's frustrating because it's it's Zoom meetings and um, relationship building, and you know sometimes I don't want to, <laughs> and it's you know I love this show. So the reason why I love this show so much is that. It allows me to have a high uh, like dopamine, serotonin rush because it's live, um, but also have a conversation I would have anyway. So it's two birds with one stone. Um, and so that's that's been a lot of fun just doing this. Um, but yeah, if you're thinking about opening up an agency or doing marketing for someone else, um, you would think like, oh, we're going to do really well in SEO. We rank number one for internet marketing Las Vegas for a long time. Uh, we ain't number two now, which is sad. Um, but remember, first is the worst, second is the best. Thank you very much. And uh, not a single phone call, nothing, Zippo. You know, and it's got search volume and we're getting clicks for it. Um, people want to hire agencies on a warm referral. That's what they really want. And so this idea that ad agencies can just do what they're good at and do Google ads and Facebook ads and LinkedIn ads. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I guess maybe eventually for some people, but that's not been my experience. Right. We've spent the money. That is brilliance, by the way. You need to like put that in a meme or something. That's very, very astute. Mm, then I will TikTok. I will TikTok that. That'll be my TikTok, TikTok for today. TikTok the crap out of that. Today's TikTok. Um, okay. So as I mentioned before, we do develop a little bit of chronology. We're running out of time and I know you've got a meeting coming up, but real quick, where were you born? And tell me one, one super quick story from childhood. Okay. Uh, born in Houston, Texas, hmm. moved to Toronto, Canada when I was two weeks old. Hmm. So I grew up in Canada. I consider myself Canadian, but then I've been living in America for 20 years. So I'm really just both. I'm just everything. I'm North American. Right. One quick fun story from childhood is 17 still childhood. Does that count? Yeah, go ahead. I used to dance on TV on the equivalent of the, it was called much music is the name of the, of the station. And um, it was the equivalent of basically American bandstand. It was called electric circus. And I used to 
drive. I couldn't drink yet, but I would drive downtown on Friday nights and go do go-go dancing on television in like crazy outfits. You know, uh, I, I did too. I did too. So, you know, you and me, we've got that in common. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, marketing is a foreign language every 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you join us for the live show, you know we love you. If you're like most folks and you catch us after the fact, iTunes, Spotify, Twitter, at Kellen Kautzman, uh, the Send It Rising Facebook page uh, and or YouTube.com forward slash Send It Rising. We love you and we appreciate you. Um, I want to make sure Melanie gets an opportunity to let you know how you can reach her. Go ahead, Melanie. Yay, thank you. Um, if it's okay, I have a quiz that I love for people to do. To find it's out in the description in YouTube. Perfect. Okay, so go ahead and take that mycontentquiz.com and you'll see if your content is winning new clients. All right, it's that easy. YouTube.com, force that send it rising. Find the Melanie Hershorn, um, Hershorn uh, episode and go ahead and click that particular quiz. Uh, thank you, Melanie. We appreciate it. And everyone, we'll see y'all next time. Bye-bye.